on this episode of the Best of Bias podcast, you got me, of course, talking pop culture from the last couple of weeks. Um, we got plenty on the docket today, so I hope you guys are ready. Of course, we're starting with Bill Russell, um, RIP to Bill, the great Bill Russell. Um, then we're going to move into some uh, movie reviews, show reviews, of course, like we'd like to do um, from time to time. Of course, I'm talking about Nope this time because I told you I was going to review it a week after, but I don't think I talked about it at all last week at AK, but I don't think we talked about Nope. So we're going to uh, get into all that. Um, also, we're going to talk Jake Paul. His fight got canceled again in Madison Square Garden, too. Like, second time his fight got canceled, will he fight again? Is Connor the next guy on the docket? Who knows? Um, we got some blue face news, pink sauce news, uh, football news. Deshaun Watson only getting six games, just making a it's run across the league. Everybody kind of reacting to that. The NFL is actually actually appealing that. Um, probably trying to get more games because now they have the independent kind of judge that can weigh out a. Uh, you know, a suspension, and then the NFL can kind of after, you know, Roger Goodell sees what happens, can kind of appeal and see if they can get it lengthened or not. I don't know. It's going to be kind of crazy with the reactions only being six games. Um, And plenty of football talk from around the league. Football starts in a couple weeks. I think the Hall of Fame game was yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So, yeah, plenty to talk about. Um, It's only me this week, no guests, but, hey, it's the Best of Buyers podcast. You're in the right place on this beautiful Friday. Yeah. Enjoy the podcast. It's the best, uh, best of bias. You need the earful. You should try us. From pop culture to the movies to Unitas. It's the best, uh, best of bias. Your uh, yeah, best of bias. Yeah. Uh, it's the best of bias. You are now listening to the Best of Bias podcast with Lydell De Niro and Hugo Twilight. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, like Delta Nero, and welcome to the Best of Bias podcast. As you can see, it's just me and no place to be. Hey, no more swaggy P like Dale, you see? No, I'm just playing. I'm not going to go there. But anyways, it's the new podcast, new day, new day, new day. Got plenty of pop culture to talk to you guys about. Okay, okay, okay. First and foremost, y'all digging the scenery? You know what I'm saying? You see how I'm expanding on them? You see how I'm expanding on them? I told you guys, when I say something to my Best of Bias listeners, my family, I, I really mean, let me let me give you a sneak peek real quick. It'll keep going up, but nah, I'm going to keep it level for y'all. I ain't going to go too much into it. Sorry, audio listeners, but I'm just showing off the aesthetics right now. Um, but we back. It's a new episode, new day. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I knew that I was coughing a lot at last episode, so I don't want to try to, you know, I ain't going to do that to y'all this time. But I want to get into some topics with y'all. But hopefully today, this Friday, this beautiful Friday, you guys are doing okay um i hope you had some time for your mental health today hope you had some time for yourself um if you're listening to this in the morning you're almost done with the week one more day of work if you listen to this on the way to work at work if you listen to it after work you did it congratulations it's the weekend time let's get ready to party pregame to the best of bias is the perfect time to put it on um got a lot of stuff for you today i'm not even gonna lie um a lot of different stuff but we're gonna start off um with a big r.i.p to the to big unk um bill russell passed away 88 years old peacefully and asleep um man just want to pay my condolences to his family and um pay my respects to the legend um more than a basketball player um civil rights activist um just uh you know groundbreaker champion uh forefather you know what i'm saying there's a bunch of accolades i can put on him um i do have a list of his accomplishments here that i will go over but um, of course, he's like two generations before 
Um, I really got into basketball. I was even born, actually. Let me just say that. <laughs> I wasn't born around like when he was playing like 1950s and 60s. Um, but I heard a lot of stories about him, you know, definitely this week with everybody paying their condolences and their respects to him. Found out a lot I didn't know about him. Like when people talk about the greatest in the NBA, don't really put his name up there in top fives, top threes, top twos, top ones. And um, I guess people kind of forget if they weren't around, they just don't really understand the kind of contributions that Bill Russell did pay and paved the way for a lot of the NBA players today. Um, let me just go over these accolades that I got written down and I can talk a little bit about um, some of the stuff I've heard. Um, 11 NBA championships, most of all time, two NBA titles as a player and coach, 1968 and 69, first black head coach in NBA history. NBA finals trophy was named after him um, starting in 2009. Um, two national championships with the University of San Francisco Bay Area boy himself. Um, what else we got here? Two first-team All-Americans. Um, he only spent two years in college, I'm sure, because, yeah, he was killing shit. He probably just got into the NBA right away. 1956, Summer Olympics uh, gold medalist. 2011, got the Presidential Medal of Honor. Uh, a Freedom recipient. Five-time MVP, second most of all time. 2019 Lifetime Achievement Award winner, 11 All-NBA selections, 12 All-Star selections, 10-0 in Game 7s, uh, named to four different anniversary teams, 25th anniversary, 35th, 50th, and the most recently, the 75th. There's it, a bunch of shit here. Um, he has 21,000, excuse me, 620 um, rebounds, career rebounds, second most of all time. Um, accolades can go on and on and on and on. I think I heard that his rookie year, um, he made it to the championship uh, on the Celtics. No, no, no. In college, in college, the first year he made it to the championship um, or something like that. Because he said he's a two-time champion. But in the first year, uh, uh, I was listening to Joe Budden podcast and his dad said he made it to the championship and uh they maybe have lost the game and won the championship, but the second year, his senior year, whatever year he played basketball, um, I don't really know. Like, like I'm digging all this up, so you can fact check me if you guys know. You're probably looking at me like, especially if you're from Boston, like this fool don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, but uh, yeah, he came back, went undefeated his senior year, and won the championship. And then while he was uh, with the Celtics, he won the championship his rookie year, and obviously he won the championship a bunch of times, being an 11-time NBA uh, champion. I think he won some before it was actually NBA. Maybe it was like ABA, and then he won a bunch of NBA championships. It's pretty wild. Um, and even off the basketball court, I heard a lot of stuff about during the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King wanted him to, like, you know, stand by him or stand right there up there on the, on the podium uh, during the uh, I Have a Dream speech. And, you know, Bill Russell was like, nah, I can't do it um, because, you know, I'm not there yet as a person. You know, I'm not as big as you in the civil rights movement. I would never you know, take the light away from you, especially with you guys doing so much work here. I can like something of that nature. And it was just kind of crazy because he was doing all this good stuff for the Celtics, winning all these championships, winning MVPs, all NBA selections. And people in Boston hated him just because he was black. You know what I mean? They were breaking into his house, vandalizing his house. There's stories of people shitting in his bed, writing all kind of like, uh, you know, uh, just bad stuff. You know, you can imagine what they're, they're writing on the walls and the stuff in this house. Just, just the whole Boston culture back then was like, if you were different, if you were any kind of minority, you weren't really accepted. No matter if you were a basketball player winning championships, multiple, 11 championships for your team, 
they you still weren't accepted. So it, he did pave the way for a lot of integration in the uh, NBA. Um, he, you know, him along with a whole bunch of other, uh, you know, the Muhammad Ali's, the Jackie Robinsons of back in the day, who who made the sacrifice of putting up with all the shit they had to, you know, put up with during that time because people weren't accepting, no matter how talented they were, people weren't accepting of them just because of the color of their skin. And, you know, the shit that was accepted back then that you can just do to a person, to these athletes, is just kind of crazy. Um, so, you know, you can just imagine the type of shit that while he was still alive looking at NBA now, it's like these players need to chill out and, you know, need to, you know, realize how good they have it. Because back when I was playing, doing my thing, um, we didn't have it as easy, especially players that had half the talent of him that shouldn't be complaining and doing the shit that they're doing anyways. It's just kind of like reflect him and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who were really in the middle of the civil rights movement back in the day. I don't know. They were, they're the most opinionated. And then Bill Russell, you know, everybody loved him. People, um, you're hearing now about Kareem talking kind of mess about uh, some of the players, some of the like newer players now and how they're actually like representing themselves. And you saw also in the show, um, Showtime on uh, HBO Max, how at first when he was playing, he really didn't care about other people. He was kind of more so about himself and the movement and kind of like looked down on some people. Um, so he kind of, people kind of knew he had that personality, um, though he's probably the nicest man in the world. Um, he is kind of like against that show, Showtime. So I don't know how realistically that portrayed him. Um, but I do know that Bill Russell is beloved and nobody had anything negative to say about him. Um, and anytime he had something to say about a situation, uh, if a player was acting up or acting out of line, if he, if he said something about it, everybody knew to listen, um, because, you know, that was, that's, that's big unk. You got to kind of listen to the forefathers that kind of paved the way. That's why it's kind of interesting to see, well, I don't want to leave put Charles Barkley on that level of, you know, Bill Russell, as far as changing the game for, excuse me, <coughs> wow, black athletes, but, um, yeah, him and Draymond going at it, them talking about each other's career and just fighting. The way they're fighting, it's like, I don't know. It's just more to entertainment and basketball, you know, shit that's happened in the past, the way we got it to where it is now, the silly bickering and the tarnishing of each other's reputation, uh, little things like that. Our forefathers of basketball, of the NBA, are probably like, damn, all this shit that I had to endure, and we're just going backwards in a sense. But no, I think we're in a really good place in the NBA, so don't let me paint it in that kind of way. But you know what I mean, if you know what I mean. But RIP to Bill Russell. Um, let's get into some more topics today. I'm going to go rapid fire, for real, for real, because I got a bunch of topics, and they all go all over, all over the place. And then when I get to the NFL and some fantasy stuff down the line, I'm going to ramble. So bear with me. I'm going to talk about some stuff. Let's get right into it. Actually, I already know what I'm going to talk about next. Spoiler alert for anybody who haven't, haven't seen the movie, hasn't, excuse me, seen the movie Nope yet. I'm going to give my spoiler review right now. So I'm going to give you some time to pause the podcast or fast forward or do what you want to do, because it's been, I think, two weeks now. I said I was going to give a spoiler review last week and I actually forgot about it since Ariel, a.k.a. excuse me, was on the podcast. So I got to give a review now. So I hope you guys are ready. Let me turn the page. I got my notes. All right. So Nope. Jordan Peele, I, I I don't want to say I didn't like it. I kind of say, let me start off by saying, mm, I, mm. that's what I'm going to say. You know what I'm saying? It was a little midi, mid, mid, you know, right there in the middle. It wasn't really, really super good. Not really what I expected. Um, but I, I, I respect the effort and I respect him not actually just going for what everybody expected and kind of just doing the norm. 
and kind of thinking outside the box. And without, with further, without further ado, I'm just going to hop into it. So basically, we kind of go into the movie thinking it has to do with aliens and uh, we're going to see some crazy shit. Um, of course, of course, it's about aliens, but in a different way that we're not than we're than we're actually used to. Uh, let me start with the acting. Um, Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer do a great job. Um, the story and what they're going for, just the opening and kind of the backstory of uh, their family. Um, I want to say they're the Highlands, but I don't want to, you know, I don't remember exactly what their last name was. I guess I wasn't really ready for an in-depth review. Damn. But anyways, whatever the last name was, their family was famous for training horses that were in the motion pictures um, and movies in Hollywood. Um, they're pretty much a Hollywood stable who trained horses that were in movies. Um, they said that their great, great grandfather, um, was the first, uh, man in, you know, to ride a horse on film. Um, they used him to, you know, capture an action scene with a horse on, or, you know, test camera, something like that. I don't really remember exactly. I only watched it once, but Kind of you get the you get the fact you get the the picture. It's kind of like the family's famous for training horses, um, and um, they use they train them for uh, movies. And basically, the whole movie has a kind of like theme of uh, taming the beast, trying to tame a beast, and that's what I got throughout watching you know and kind of reviewing some of the podcasts and listening to people on videos and YouTube and stuff after watching the movie, it's like, you can't really tame a beast. Like people try to tame beasts, but you can't really tame the beast. But anyways, they're training these horses for movies. They live out in the kind of, I don't want to say boonies, but in the mountains of Hollywood, um, where they keep all their horses and they train them in a certain area. Cause you know, you need all those stables and room for the horses to run around and kind of graze. I don't really know if horses graze, but do they thing out there in the uh, fields and shit. Um, so out there we're chilling. We start off um, pretty early actually. And we see Daniel Kaluuya, um, his, damn, I wish I knew these names of these, uh, these characters, but um, anyways, he's, you know, training one of the horses, his dad sitting out on the horse talking about how, you know, these jobs, he needs to get these horses out here, you know, in these movies because they need to make money. Um, we kind of can tell that they're holding on by the bootstraps, no pun intended, and trying to, uh, I don't even know if that's a saying. I might have just said some fucked up two sayings and mixed it together and thought I was saying something. Uh, but they're pretty strapped for cash. Maybe that's what it was. And uh, strapped for cash, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're trying to get these horses out there, get them trained. They're getting a new horse that they're trying to train. Um, they don't know if they can get it trained yet. It's kind of wild. And, you know, they're just talking about a new horse. And then kind of all of a sudden, they hear some weird ass noises in the in, in the in the distance. And then all of a sudden you hear pew, 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 like somebody shooting some shit or like just metal flying out of the sky. And then you kind of just see um, their dad fall off the horse, the new horse they're training or whatever. And then Daniel Kalua. I don't know. He likes to run in a lot of movies, but uh, he ran over to his dad and saw that he had something that flew through his eye, like metal that flew through his eye and took him to the hospital. And his dad, he passed away. Spoiler alert. So if you're listening to this, I told you to fast forward, but I'm telling you now what's going on. But anyways, after that, they're like, what the fuck is this going on? Like uh, what came out of the sky? Like there's people or the doctors are trying to say that it was like some debris that fell out of an airplane or some shit that happened to fall on his eye and he died from, but they didn't believe that. They didn't really think that something random like that was happening. Cause when you're out there in the boonies, no matter where you are, you can be hella close to LA. You could be hella close to a big ass city, but there is those outskirts, you know what I'm saying? Where weird shit could be hidden that you don't know, you know, Bigfoot can be in these like outlands of fucking 
Chico or some shit. But you'll never know. Well, Chico's not really a big busy place, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so they're just out there one day and they think they see some shit. They the clouds are kind of crazy because you know sometimes when you stare at clouds them bitches move and shit so you know you can track a cloud if you're really out there staring are you like in a bad mood or really deeply thinking you stare at clouds you can see them moving it's like damn that's trippy um but they looked up and they saw a cloud that didn't move that shit was just sitting there like all these other clouds are moving around it but that same cloud that same shape have been sitting there for like days now so it's kind of suspicious you know what i mean that, that the cloud's suspicious and then one day, I think it was like nighttime, actually, um, he's out on one of Daniel Kalua's out on one of the horses and he experiences um, something out there, just like kind of like his dad did. Um, he got thrown off his horse and this thing just sucks up his horse and he just have this weird ass experience and he thinks he sees aliens. Actually, you know what? How I'm reviewing this, I can take forever doing that. But basically, Kiki Palmer and him try to find out what the hell's in the cloud. Is it a spaceship sucking shit up, sucked up my horses? Maybe it shot something down to kill my dad. They're trying to catch it on film. We're going to catch it on film and get rich. We're going to get rich and we're going to save our stables. That was the plan. So after they get a whole bunch of cameras, we get introduced to um, uh, this tech guy where they get all the cameras from, a funny character that they introduced. If you guys seen The Night Of, he's in that show. I forgot exactly what station it was on, but it's a pretty good show. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, he's in there too. So they're trying to catch the aliens on camera. They get them set up with the sickest camera equipment that they think they're going to catch the aliens on camera. What the hell is out here? Let's get rich type shit. And then uh, the night they're trying to catch it on camera because they know shit's going to go down. All the electrical shit goes off. Cameras, radio, everything that they need to try to capture the alien, the shit goes down. So then they realize that, fuck, this alien is affecting this electrical shit. It was kind of trippy because the first, at first they see a little alien type creature in the camera but everybody realizes it's a praying mantis and then all of a sudden all the other cameras go down except for the one with the praying mantis praying mantis on it which is crazy because it was a backup camera on a generator uh set up to you know kind of like stay on just in case the alien comes out and takes shuts off all the electricity which they kind of hypothesized was going on after it came out a couple times and they couldn't catch it on camera they're like maybe this shit's taking out all electricity Maybe he's taking electricity. <laughs> and then um, they try to get a backup camera with the generator to do that. But the praying mantis came up on there kind of coincidentally. It was kind of crazy. And they're like, fuck, we're trying to get this alien. It's right there. It's about to do some shit. And then the fucking thing wouldn't get out the way. That's pretty nuts. And then after the alien kind of flew back into the cloud, that motherfucker just flew off. So it was crazy. It's a crazy ass movie. Um, later on, we get uh, Glenn from Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> everybody calls him glenn because that's his most famous role but he's in that movie you guys see it in the previews um he's out there it's a weird ass side story with him and a monkey y'all remember that if you've seen it if you're not i ain't gonna give it away because that was a kind of crazy scene in the movie go watch it you'll see it uh it took me a while to kind of connect the dots and that's a whole nother taming the beast situation you know if you know you know but anyways ultimately they figure out that man this shit this isn't a spaceship this is an actual alien out here just sucking people up and eating them because in a scene in the movie uh, they're at a rodeo we figure out that glenn from walking dead but he's in nope right now <laughs> he's uh feeding these aliens horses or the, that alien ship horses that's why it sucks up horses and feeds on horses after it realized that it's being treated like a pet and he's feeding it horses, it said, fuck that, I'm going to eat people. So it starts to eat a whole bunch of people. And it's kind of crazy because in the movie, when it sucks things up, you can hear it digesting the thing that's in his body. 
as it flies over shit. So it's kind of like a menacing scream and belt, or not a belch, but a, a wail of uh, whatever's being eaten up. So you hear horses get sucked up and eaten by this thing. And it's like, you hear faint ass, like it sounds like creepy ass screaming horses flying around the sky because the horse is being eaten. And then one scene, it eats a whole bunch of people, but the thing is not able to digest metal. So it just spits out a whole bunch of metal stuff. And that's why the dad ends up getting pierced with something in his eye because he can't digest metal. So after it eats all the people, though, it's kind of crazy because it's spitting out all the metal on top of the family's house because it's, at this point, it's kind of like pestering them. It's like, y'all think y'all gonna catch me, but I'm shutting off y'all electricity. And if y'all keep fucking with me, I'm gonna eat y'all just like I ate all these people. So in the movie, you see the people get sucked into the thing and it's like digested on one by one in this little ass claustrophobic kind of like digestive digestive system. And that's just crazy and you can hear the screams and the hollow screams of, of everybody in there being eaten and it was just chilling over their house on a rainy day and it was a big ass uh, alien shaped form figure so it covered their whole house so it was like a storm and since it covered their house you saw the rain coming off the edges of the big ass figure which was really dope and it was spitting out all the metal but at the same time it was all the blood of the people inside of it was coming out too so it looked like it was raining blood. If you've seen the previews, it was, in there. it was in there too. So, man. But anyways, after that, they realized that um, the it's not a spaceship. It's an actual alien. It's sentient. It um, In the movie, you see it open up and... Well, let me not skip this part. Well, basically, if, again, if you saw the movie, you know that porcelain horse and those flags were representative of something that can hurt the hurt the big ass alien because he thought it was an actual horse. It was actually a porcelain type of statue. He sucked it up and wasn't able to, able to digest it. I don't know why I'm calling it a he. Um, I don't know what gender it identifies as, and I apologize, alien, for that. Um, but it, it wasn't able to digest it, and the the ropes, uh, the flags, uh, upset its stomach. So. Yeah, so I spit that out and it got mad at everybody for trying to feed it some fucked up fake ass horse. So then it had like a, a beef against the family, the Highlands. Sorry if you're not named the Highlands again. I don't remember their last name. Uh, but yeah, after they fed him that. So towards the end, we kind of see that it was, it opens up in some weird ass shit. We ultimately see that. I don't know. It's a, a real life being kind of protecting its territory. It was being fed. It got used to it and got really territorial. Um, towards the end is kind of like, I don't know if it really is definitive of if the brother died, if Daniel Kaluuya actually died in the movie. It looked like he survived, but um, after Kiki Palmer was able to take a picture of it with the wishing well, y'all remember, y'all remember, uh, you know, we figuratively think, figuratively think she's going to get uh, rich off the picture she took but i don't know me personally i don't think people are gonna actually believe that is a picture of what she thinks it is but you know i guess the media was there around when all this shit was happening um and they'll believe her based off that and can kind of like uh you know get her story verified because they were there and had cameras and shit um i also like the scene with the tmz guy that was really right on the nose there's a lot of hidden meanings i believe because like i said the movie was really like not really alien alien e and it was really it was suspenseful at times, but it wasn't really like super, super over the top like us was where it had you thinking and shit was going on, jump scares, shit like that. And it wasn't get out, um, which was super like thinky, thinky, too. You know what I'm saying? People are saying that he's kind of trying to be like M. Night Shyamalan, <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan. But uh, 
I don't know, man. It was cool, but ultimately, I'm not really a fan of how they killed it by putting a big inflatable in his throat and making it blow up. That was kind of weird. Um, I do like how they said um, the big screen that was coming out of his mouth because when it did expand, it looked it looked expand to get ready to eat people. At the end, it looked pretty cool. And the little green box that kept uh, kept coming out. Um, people are saying that it's supposed to represent a phone screen and how we're so distracted by the phone screen. And if we keep looking at this thing, because the thing was, if you looked at the figure, it was going to eat you. If you didn't look, you were safe. Um, but that that didn't really hold true throughout the movie, because when people were dying, like if they're, if you're getting chased by this thing, just don't look at it and it won't eat you. But they were just getting sucked up anyway. But that don't matter. But ultimately, in the end, it was like, um, yeah, this thing is supposed to be representative of society and how we try to tame these beasts, but we can't really tame beasts, no matter what the beast is, we can't really be in control of these beasts because they have their own personality. And also they also um, saw how, or try to show and portray how uh, people get tossed aside in Hollywood after they're used and abused by the media and how um, after they don't have a use for you anymore, they don't even reach out to you or treat you like you were something of value back in the day. They kind of just toss you to the side. whole bunch of representative meanings. And I might have to watch it again to try to get the deeper meanings, but it was cool. I don't think it was great. So I, I say, it's, mm. hopefully, <laughs> y'all know how my reviews go when it's just me by myself. So it's just all over the place. But if you've seen the movie, you guys probably know the points I'm talking about. And that guy that was doing with the mechanical camera, his voice was epic, though. That, that shit was crazy. It was like, oh, sound like that. He was like the scariest nigga. If he was narrating a scary book, a bedtime story, or a camp, around the campfire with some marshmallows, he had me scared. Um, but anyways, let me move on. Go check out the movie if you haven't seen it, if I didn't spoil it for you already. But if you still want to see it after I spoiled it, then go see it. Go support, you know, support black business. George Peel's still doing his thing. Um, after giving you two greats, a mid movie in my book isn't that bad. Keep making movies and do better next time. You feel me? Next topic here. Ooh, uh, Jake Paul fight canceled. So Jake Paul was supposed to fight Haseem Raymond um, August 6th in Madison Square Garden this weekend, that is actually. Um, but the fight got canceled. Um, the fight with Tommy Fury also got um, canceled as well due to him not being able to get a visa back into the United States or him supposedly ducking Jake Paul for the fight. And this replacement fight with um, Haseem Ryman um, was also canceled because of weight issues, I guess. Um, Ryman didn't want to go down to the 200 um, pound weight limit because of what it would do to his body during the fight. Um, I guess the contract they signed was to fight at 200 pounds. Um, but Ryman didn't want to go down to that weight. He tried to, you know, Jake Paul even tried to compromise. This is what the article says. I don't really know what happened because I wasn't there, of course. Um, the article says that he even tried to compromise at 205, but you know, Ryman was like, nah, just come up to 215 um, because that way I can fight at my best. And he was like, Jake Paul is just scared because he knows what I did to him in sparring sessions when he was trying to uh, train for, uh, I think it was Woodley he was training for. And he said, yeah, I knocked him down a couple of times and Jake actually admitted to that. Um, but I still feel like he should be able to get to that weight class. You know, you signed the contract and you know what I'm saying? You agreed to do it in the moment and you know the money that it's going to get you. I kind of feel like he should uh, stick to that and, you know, fight. Stop being a little beasy. 
Uh, I don't know if he, man, I don't know if these fights are even planned in the first place. So this all could be a ploy to get us to build up to a Conor McGregor fight, um, building, uh, buying time for Conor McGregor to get healthy and him ultimately fight Conor McGregor, even though he's hella bigger than Conor McGregor. So I don't know how that, act, that would actually work. I don't even know if Conor's interested. Um, he's sitting there chilling off that money he got from fighting Floyd Mayweather. So I don't think he's interested in doing the same shit against Jake Paul, who's a less experienced boxer, unless he really wants to knock him out. Um, there was a whole bunch of trolling that Jake Paul was doing. But again, who knows what kind of shit is really happening behind closed doors. He could have had a forewarning because this fight is being built up to happen. Uh, because these last two fights being canceled is kind of reminiscent of some shit. You know, we don't want to think any of these fights have been staged thus far, but all the shit and all the buildup that's happening now is kind of letting us know that it's not really, uh, I don't know, man. Just Because this guy is supposed to be a heavyweight that actually knocked him out and would actually be able to hang with him. Um, you know, Tyron Woodley, we said that he wasn't able to box or whatever. I don't know. I just feel like if it's somebody that can actually fight and could actually beat Jake Paul, should actually the fight should go through. But if it's somebody that he can walk through, I know that's probably the fight's going to go through and happen no matter what. So it's kind of interesting to me because Tommy Fury was going to be a big competition because he was actually a boxer. So it was going to be competition to see if Jake Paul can ha actually hang with a boxer. Um, and also, um, shoot, Ryman is, uh, Haseen Ryman is a boxer too. So, and I mean, I don't know if he was a past champion or whatever, but, uh, we heard about him in sparring sessions with him. So, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that he is able to hold his own in, in, the, in the ring with him. So I don't know what's happening. That Conor McGregor, I heard on the flagrant two podcast when Jake Paul was on there, shout out Andrew and Elm. uh, yeah, that he is trying to fight Connor, and I heard a whole bunch of trolling he was doing, and that shit is wild. Calling out his family, calling out bank accounts, calling out all kinds of shit, and that's wild. Um, but who knows if they're gonna fight? Maybe this next person could be his opponent, Blueface, um, and his girl, uh, Krishan, 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 Krishan Rock. Got into it in Hollywood, man. Um, again, they've been on some shit lately. Um, just with her, you know, fighting his family. Um, her with the teeth situation, taking out her teeth, putting back in her teeth because he don't like how she acting with teeth. Uh, just their relationship is kind of weird as it is. But to see this kind of go out in public and them just be walking down the street fighting in public is just wild. Seeing her rip his shirt is just it's just, it's just wild. I mean, I know he probably did some shit, too. I know it's not one sided at all, but just in public for this shit to be going on and for them to just be recording each other back at the house, just chilling like nothing even happened. is kind of wild to me, um, especially when he's sitting there, I don't know why these people take this shit to IG anyways, because that just seems like even more you guys just want to be in the publicity um, for shit like that. But I know it's probably not like that. Um, but when you're a celebrity of this nature and you kind of, you know, have these antics going on for a while, people are going to kind of think they're antics and kind of just use you as entertainment, which is kind of sad at the same time, because at some point, you know, these people probably shouldn't be together just for the fact that, it gets really, really violent. And it seems like Krishan is like a violent person already because I don't know, I think she on the show on Fuse. I don't remember where I saw it. She was beating up everybody <laughs> on those shows too. So she just fights a lot. I don't know, maybe, I don't know if the relationship is bringing that out of her. I don't know if, I heard back in the day, like Blueface was kind of like, had like a, you know, a house full of people that, you know, girls that he was entertaining. So, um, you know, to be on top and to be like one of his, favorite girls maybe she had to fight through all that and 
that's kind of like a personality she adopted or maybe she's been like that forever. I don't really know the girl and I don't want to like judge her or nothing, but it just seems like the shit that be going on with them is just crazy. It's crazy. They fighting, punching. Those are dangerous situations, you know what I mean? Especially in public because if a cop was there, um, what if they would have shot Blueface for some shit? Well, this guy that was filming seemed like uh, Krishan was just following him back and forth um, trying, and he was trying to walk away and she was just pulling him swinging on them from behind and stuff like that, trying to um, trying to fight them. And then at a certain point, he did. It did seem like he swung a couple of times. He was on top of her, kind of holding her down. Um, but, yeah, she ended up ripping his shirt off, um, giving him black eye. And back when they got back to the house together, he even filmed himself and offered her $100,000 to leave and not be in his life anymore. But I don't know. Like I'm saying, I don't know if this is all for uh, publicity. It could be. So I, I could be speaking on some shit that, it's none of my business because honestly, they could be back together again two seconds later and be forgiving each other and doing the next antic later. But um, prayers out to those folks. Um, hopefully, hopefully they, uh, hopefully they get better and seek some counseling. If they don't, if they don't want to do counseling, I'm a, I ain't, I ain't here to suggest it. I'm just saying maybe it could calm you guys down, figure out what triggers each other, so you guys can kind of like work on uh, not punching each other in the face. I don't know. Um, next topic here, pink sauce. Um, I'm, I'm kind of late on this, um, but this has been in the news a lot lately and I'll be remiss if I didn't talk about it, you know what I'm saying? Best of bias listeners, let me know if you guys talk, heard about this already. The pink sauce by Chef P, P-I-I? I don't really know what I'm saying. I'm gonna say Chef P, um, just to make it different. Um, she's under fire for her FDA comments in her in her product, the pink sauce. Um, it's just kind of like some kind of compliment you put on top of stuff. And it got wildly famous on TikTok. And uh, people have been trying it, but they've been complaining because um, I think it's just fucking up their uh, digestive. Wow. Their stomachs. <laughs> they've been shitting off the hook. Excuse me, guys out there if you're eating or whatnot. But and their stomachs have been fucked up because of some dairy product she uses in the pink sauce. Um, and she doesn't, you know, recommend or when it's stored in, in the store, it's not refrigerated. So when people are getting home and using that shit, it's fucking up their stomach. Um, and, you, and people are saying that it could cause some kind of, you know, some kind of disease called bowelism or something like that that can uh, can kill you. So she should probably get her product FDA approved. And then she was on TikTok or Instagram live saying some shit like, why, why would I get my, my, uh, my pink sauce FDA approved? There's nothing, there's no drugs in my product. I'm not selling drugs. So why would I talk to the FDA? Not really knowing that the F stood for food in the food and drug administration, but it's all good. It's all good. People are getting on it for a minute and that kind of like, uh, diminished her credibility for her product, but supposedly, um, people are still buying it. Um, I even saw some people are saying it got, um, gentrified because some, uh, white folks have kind of like took it and tried to make their own recipe of it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, supposedly it makes you use the bathroom a lot. And I've seen a lot of memes on Instagram of it, hinting towards that so use it if you use at your own uh buyers beware basically um she is saying she's working on getting it fda approved and the fda is working with her to try to make the product better but as of now they can't certifiably say that it's safe for your stomach and it doesn't have any effects so that pepto-bismol sauce <laughs> use it at your own risk is what i'm saying chick-fil-a all right so chick-fil-a in north carolina is on some shit with were they though? I, I I don't know how I feel about it. I might 
kind of be down with it. You know what I'm saying? If you were just fucking, you know, if you had a job and you just kind of like want to do something in your free time, you had some free hours and you like Chick-fil-A. Um, North, uh, North Carolina Chick-fil-A had an express drive through that they were trying to try out. And they were offering five meals every hour volunteers would take to work at an express drive through that uh, Chick-fil-A was trying out. So they weren't going to pay them any money. And they weren't going to be actually employees. They wouldn't get any benefits. They were actually volunteers who every hour earned five meals, which is kind of crazy. I think it's, it's a little crazy. I don't know if you guys hear Curry snoring back there, but she's snoring crazy. But maybe you can't hear it and it'll be all good. But yeah, I, do you guys think volunteering for five meals an hour is bad? Um, shoot, if you wanted to work there, just apply. But if you wanted to volunteer for five meals, Chick-fil-A is good. I don't know if y'all tried it, but Chick-fil-A is good. You know what I'm saying? Good. Good, good, good. So if you um if you want to, you know, try to get some free food and try out the if you're a Chick-fil-A addict, you'll know that hey, this might be worth it. Let me just work a couple an hour and get five free meals. Give me five chicken sandwiches, five like three chicken sandwiches, two fries, and a milkshake. And I'm out of this thing. Sorry, I'll never work here again. I don't know if I was in college or something or didn't have no classes, maybe spring break or some shit where I was just bored at home, wanted to work for an hour, get some meals. I'd do it. But it is fucked up, though, because you kind of taking advantage of people over their love for chicken. And that is kind of fucked up. It can bring about a whole bunch of different shit. What if they hurt themselves? What if they got burned in the kitchen? What if somebody robbed the place or beat them up on the job? I don't know if you even get covered for that if you were an employee. But <laughs> if you're a volunteer, I feel like that could put the company at, you know, liable for a whole bunch of shit. So um, after the chain of command heard about that Chick-fil-A, they're like, no, nah, we're not endorsing that. That wasn't us. That was this, this chain right here is the only people that are doing that. And right after, uh, you know, the word got out and it kind of started going crazy on Twitter. They took down the offering and who knows if they're actually doing it. Maybe they're just having local postings and having people actually do it. Cause that five, I'm telling you that five meals a day don't sound bad. I might just sound like a, a hungry, a hungry boy, but shit, man, try it out. You know, don't knock it till you try it. Shoot that po Polynesian sauce on a spicy chicken on salads with them crisp cut fries and a lemonade boy. It'll change your life. If you're hungry on a summer day, I'm telling you anyways, a uh, next topic we oh, actually let me get into this before we get into sports i ain't gonna touch too deeply on it because i don't know much about it but it's kind of trippy uh ivana trump uh donald trump's first wife uh she passed away recently um i heard from falling downstairs or blunt first trauma either way nobody really knows how it kind of happened i really ha haven't heard it in the news or nothing uh, maybe it's because it's a person that's related to donald trump and uh automatically she gets the hatred that everybody else has towards him and nobody really cares but that's kind of sad man oh woman dying falling down some stairs blown for trauma is sad but ultimately the, sto the story is about r.i.p to her first and foremost but the story is about donald trump bearing her in an all gold casket on his golf golf course on the first ho hole in new excuse me let me say this again so y'all really understand what i'm trying to say without these these, these fuck-ups that i'm trying he buried his first wife all gold casket at the first hole at his golf course in New Jersey. The thing about it is, it's like, why would you do that? Like, what kind of significance is that golf course? It must be a good ass golf course. That grass must be good for the fertilization of bodies or some shit like that. Nah, the tricky thing is if you bury 
or if you have a cemetery on your property in New Jersey, it's considered some kind of special land to where you have to pay no taxes on anything as far as your property goes, like sales taxes, property tax, any kind of taxes like that. You're exempt because you have a cemetery on your property. So he buried his ex-wife and only has one body there, buried his ex-wife there on hole number one, and he's exempt from all taxes at that golf course now just because that body's there. How trippy is that shit? I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I'm not going to delve too much deeply into that because, you know, I don't know who's listening. But, hey, that's just wild. That's food for thought. Moving into some sports stuff that I can talk about. Let's talk about these contract clauses that are in these contracts that I've heard lately. Zion Williamson and Kyler Murray, starting with Kyler Murray. Actually, let me get Zion out of the way because basketball season just ended and football is about to start. And that can just lead me into more football talk. But uh, Zion Williamson, I think he just got an extension of $194 million for five years. This is his first rookie max. Um, and he can earn a whole bunch of money uh, with incentives and stuff like that. Um, I'm glad to see that he's signing back first and foremost to give New Orleans another shot, especially with CJ McCollum, um, BI there. Um, yeah, they're going crazy right now. Uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody else's name that's there that I'm not talking about. Um, but yeah, ultimately they're really, they're really good when they're all healthy. They made some noise in the play in and actually, you know, made a little noise in the playoffs and uh, the postseason. So to see Zion back on that team and if he's healthy and actually can play and his weight is down, um, it's going to be something to see. And it's crazy because in that contract, one of the clauses is that he had to be a certain weight and in good shape. Personally, if you're an athlete, you should be in shape no matter what anyways. And that should be something you're striving to do. I just kind of feel like to put that in the contract is kind of embarrassing and and for it to be on the public, I kind of felt like they tried to embarrass him on purpose. Um, there was some kind of friction at first because he didn't want to stay in New Orleans. His stepdad was talking mess. I don't know if this was a kind of a get back situation, but to put this in his contract and try to embarrass him like that, we know he's out there trying to get in shape. We haven't seen Zion, Zion in like a year and a half. Um, we just see him on highlights kind of like Duncan and shit, but I, I would like to think he's actually trying to get in shape. Um, some people are just kind of, well, you know, big boned, but, and then no matter what they do, it's just kind of hard to keep in shape. Um, but I, I feel like him, him getting that $90 million Jordan deal off the rip, this $194 million extension type shit. I think that he should be incentivized to go out there and do his thing and get in shape. And if Zion's in shape, I think it's just beware for the league because ultimately you know he went number one and Ja went number two and you see how Josh tearing it up right now and when Zion was playing he was him you know what I'm saying don't get me wrong this fool would have like 28 points with like 12 or 14 shooting all twos all in the paint just two misses 80 percent shooting like it's just wild his, his bounce is crazy putbacks are wild like he's dunking on people so if he's healthy he busted out a goddamn shoe for crying out loud. This man is good. So I'm just ready to see him back on the court. Um, we're seeing all these pro-ams and all these young boys playing. Fucking DeJounte Murray, fucking, uh, uh, what's Mighty Mouse's name? <laughs> uh, Trey Young. I don't know why I call him Mighty Mouse. my fault. Trey Young and John Collins out there dropping buckets. Um, we see my, my boy Bones Highland out there getting buckets in pro-am. LeBron pro-am. Um, it would be good to see him out there um, doing something and kind of showing us, you know, what what he can do. Zion going to I don't know if they want to save him for the uh, for his NBA return and not even risk it doing that. But show us a little something. I want to see MPJ at a pro-am. You know what I'm saying? He was out last year. You know, he's been hurt a lot. 
you know what I'm saying? To see him drop 73 out of Pro-Am will be encouraging, you know what I'm saying? Especially for the uh, New Orleans fans and stuff. So I kind of feel like he should just go out there and give it all he got, and this year should be his year. I got faith in him. Him and Julio Jones, man. Those two comeback players of the year for me this year, just mark my words. Julio going to make, make some noise. And uh, my bad. Uh, Julio's going to go off, and I also think that uh, – you know, the return of Zion is going to be pretty dope as well. So, you know what I mean? Shouts out to him. Stop trying to embarrass my boy. And speaking of embarrassing people in contracts, Kyler Murray, he just got a big extension. I think like 250 something million dollars um, for his extension or something crazy like that. Um, shout out to him. Uh, I fucks with Kyler. He won me a, a fantasy league that I'll talk about soon. Um, I don't think it was this league exactly, but it won me a fantasy league, and I'm going to talk about fantasy soon. Um, but basically, they were kind of back and forth on giving him a new contract. Um, at one point over the summer, Kyler Murray actually scrubbed his Instagram of all um, Arizona stuff, and we thought he was actually going to get traded and stuff like that. Um, but he didn't. They ultimately signed him. But in his ultimately huge extension, they put in a, his contract a clause to where he had to study a four hours a day in order to earn his money and to reach incentives to earn that full money, which was crazy because everybody around the league was saying like, you know, if you're talking Tom Brady, he watches four hours of tape before breakfast. You know what I'm saying? And four hours is nothing. Like every position watcher should be watching four hours of tape, if not more. So for them to even say that for, he should be watching four hours of tape, just kind of employed and employed implied that he don't study and he hasn't been studying. So to throw that out there, and to, you know, get even for the gripe that he had with the team just kind of made the public think that he don't study and he don't know how to study or he's lazy or he doesn't want to study, which was kind of fucked up because later on he came out and, you know, just kind of denounced all those rumors and let people know that he studies, you know what I'm saying? He's been one of the most winning quarterbacks in Texas history, you know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe he has a photographic memory. He just look at it a couple times and he knows what's going on and maybe his talent just lets him go to that next level. I mean, last year he was in the running for MVP until, you know, D, D hop got hurt. Um, uh, Chase Edmonds got hurt. Um, a lot of stuff took him downhill. Um, eight, no. And he was up for um, MVP. So, and yeah, I don't know why the hate, the hate for Kyler came, uh, came through. So maybe cause he's a small dude who is confident in himself and not really tripping off of what people say about him. Uh, maybe it's the Oklahoma hate that people have for Oklahoma and those quarterbacks to make people not really like, like him like that. But man, to try to embarrass Kyler out there like that is wild. Just give him his money. He's out there scrambling, putting his body at risk for Arizona. Just give him his money. He's going to go out there, ball out again um, and put his body online again and do what he needs to do for um, uh, Cliff Kingsbury and the squad out there in Arizona. Um, last year, before last year, before they got Kyler, I know they didn't really have much hope, you know? So fans, you know, they love Kyler. I'm sure. Um, so I'm sure the deal, I'm happy the deal got out of the way and I'm sure the fans are happy the deal got done. Um, and stop trying to embarrass these athletes, man, just cause you're giving them money. They deserve this money. So give them the money. They're going to win you games, make your franchise some more money, some more, you know, make it more notable, more credible. And you're going to pay them for that and stop tripping, yo, stop trying to embarrass these people. And it's crazy because all the backlash goes on the media members that try to get the scoop and put the stories out for their you know, for their business, for their um, careers, you know what I'm saying? So it's just fucked up because a lot of the mess is caused by these owners and them not giving them the money they deserve. And then when the media has any kind of opinion about it, trying to make their little buck, well, a little compared to the athletes, not me, because I know they're getting paid. Stephen A getting paid. 
know what I'm saying? But um, after they say their little comments, the athletes hate them for saying it. It's like, fuck, it's fucked up. Stop trying to embarrass some of these contracts. What we got next? Football is coming. Football is coming. You know, you know, you know what it means. The Hall of Fame game was, well, if you listen to this, it was, it was yesterday, but I'm recording this on Thursday. So the Hall of Fame game is today. You got Raiders versus the Jags. You know what I'm saying? That means the season is officially underway. Next week, we got all the teams playing the uh, preseason first games. Um, there's only three preseason games um, starting a couple of years ago, I think. So um, we won't get to see, you know, the season will be here before we know it. Um, I know a lot of fantasy drafts are starting right now for fantasy football. We're getting a good look at um, what it's going to be out there and, um, you know, how, how the season is going to look, how the players are going to look, what teams and what players to look out for, rookies and vets that are going to make a difference. It's a lot of stuff out there starting up now. So I just want to give some highlights on some teams and some stuff that I'm heard, hearing around the leagues. Let's start with Deshaun Watson, though. Um, Deshaun Watson, we all know. I've been, you know, kind of clocking it throughout the throughout throughout the months and kind of because I was talking a little bit about Deshaun Watson maybe being a Buccaneer. And after seeing all the shit that's happening now, I'm glad that he didn't and Tom Brady came back because um, ultimately he only got six games for the 24 allegations or uh accusations he had against him the court cases um he guess he settled all 24 at this point and the league kind of looked over the case and the uh sue robinson sue l robinson i guess she was the independent uh judge that looked over the case um that was kind of the middle man between um deshaun watson and the nfl and kind of was able to give this the suspension in the length of time because ultimately Kind of sometimes the commissioner can be heavy handed on situations that shouldn't be as heavy handed. And sometimes he's not as just as he should be um, sometimes when punishments are kind of called for. Um, in this instance, um, well, let's just talk about firstly, Calvin Ridley gambling against uh, gambling for um, the NFL while you're in the NFL is a no, no, especially gambling for your own team is a no, no as well. I mean, Calvin really shouldn't have done that, but I don't think he should be really suspended for a year. Um, he took almost a full year off, you know, taking some personal time for his mental health. And then for him to get suspended the next year for, well, during the time he was off on mental health, he was making these uh, these uh, these vets to kind of like supplement the time of him being off and him not playing. Uh, but I guess that's no excuse. It's in the clause. You're not supposed to gamble on NFL games being an NFL player. They suspended him, but I feel like he should have got six games for that. For sexual assault and all these allegations of all these women, I feel like it should be a bottom line, like maybe eight to nine, ten games. Um, but to have six games, and this is an independent judge. It's not Roger Goodell doing it. It's an independent judge. And now it just kind of looks like since he only got six games, the NFL is in a bad position because the public guy is looking at it, uh, looking at uh, them like, whoa, you're going to let him play after all this shit happened. Um, we've seen people suspended for doing less for longer periods of time. Um, again, uh, Calvin Ridley, um, just other players, you know, PED stuff gets like six games and stuff like that. And kind of sexual assault is not a PED, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that should be longer. Um, and I think a lot of people in the NFL, around the NFL, around the media, feel like it should be longer too. Um, so they actually are appealing to try to probably get it to a uh, about 10 games, maybe, yeah, I would say 10 games because he has been off out of football for a while now because of this. So last year he was out because of this. So I don't know if that should count as time served or whatever, um, like, like he's in jail or whatever. Um, but 
for them to appeal, I feel like it's kind of weird, though, because you put this independent judge in place so that you can be hands off and just show the public that judges are handling this. It's not me. It's not me just trying to be the power I be to give out the punishment I see fit. Um, I have an independent judge here that's, you know, accredited judge and can be there to, you know, give out the punishment. It'll look bad for him to go back on the shit he just put in place just because he's not okay with the punishment that she gave out. That'll be wild. So for him to appeal now and to try to get more games is kind of like counterproductive to what they're trying to put in place with this independent judge, I think personally. So after he got the six games and she said it was six games, it should have just been left at that. Because if you're appealing this now, it's just kind of like, what? what's the point of this independent judge? Now you're going to try to get it to whatever uh, penalty you see fit. Now it's just like, okay, she said it was only six games. I'm going to make it this. Now I'm the good guy. And if it was longer, say she said, oh, a full year. And he would have made it, oh, it's 12 games. We're not going to suspend up for 12 games. We're going to make it, I mean, a year. We're going to make it 12 games. Then Roger Goodell would have been looking like the good guy. So it's, it's kind of like weird. It just seems like the independent judge is just a ploy put there to make it seem like whatever that person says, I'm going to make it better so I look like the good guy in the end. That's what it looks like now. And if it doesn't stay at six games, I feel like that's what it's gonna that's what it is for real. Um, is more than six games deserved? Probably. Um, I'm not a judge and he didn't get uh, you know, in the Supreme Court or whatever, the civil case, whatever. You know, I'm not legal like that, but <laughs> in the cases that he could have went to jail for, they all found him not to be guilty. So if it's not nothing like that, just just leave it alone. Don't go back and try to modify the shit. It's, it's just gonna look bad on you. Um, the Dolphins, though, this tampering case is pretty serious, though, because ooh, I didn't really know it went that deep all the way back to the Patriots. Um, I guess the Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, tried to broach uh, Tom Brady and Sean Payton to be members of the Miami Dolphins in some capacity. Um, I guess they wanted Tom Brady to be like an executive, kind of like an owner slash player, and then Sean Payton to be the coach. But they were actually doing this while they're members of other teams, so that's tampering. Um, during the offseason, we didn't think Tom Brady was going to come back to the Buccaneers um, after he retired. They thought he was going to go to Miami and play for Miami. 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 Um, but everybody was like, that's the speculation. He would never do that. He can't do that because he's un under contract for the, the Buccaneers. If he came back, he's going to be playing for the Bucs and the Bucs only. But people were really trying to push that he was trying to either get to the 49ers or Miami. And with this coming out now, it just seems, it just seems to show that maybe that was true um, because <laughs> the Dolphins are getting – uh, a 2023 first round pick taken away, a 2024 third round pick taken away, and the owner is suspended from the team and the team facilities until October. Though that may sound like a slap on the wrist to the owner because you don't really got to be involved in any operations anyways, those draft picks are a big deal. Um, it's just kind of crazy. And Tom Brady and Sean Payton get no penalties at all. It's all just this, the, the Dolphins for tampering with those guys. And it's classic Tom Brady. And I, hey, I'm not mad at it because if I would have fucked up our season, I would have been pissed. So yeah sorry about that Dolphins um they got a good team and a good future going on right now anyways that first round pick probably wasn't gonna be as good as they wanted it to be anyways but to get your first round pick taken away that wasn't like a trade and you getting something returned is kind of harsh but but they got Tyreek now didn't they trade a first round pick for that how do they have more first round picks I don't know anyways um Dolphins you didn't get time I'm sorry you gotta wait till after he's done and he's retired. Happy birthday, by the way, Tom Brady. Um, his birthday was yesterday. Um, 45 years old, start the season. Let's see what you got.
you know, we opened up against the Cowboys. I guess I'll talk about the Cowboys now. Um, but also I want to talk about the fact that uh, Chris Godwin, you see, you guys see that change in the colors every time my head down? That's kind of weird. I'm sorry. Audio listeners, I'm doing weird shit on the camera. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Chris Godwin might be back. They're not putting him on the PUP. He might be ready for week one. He'll be practicing for training camp. But I wouldn't put him in there week one. Um, I would let him wait till like week two or three maybe even four if you have to. We got Julio Jones, who's performing crazy at camp. And yeah, Julio, baby. Julio, baby, going ham. Everybody thought he's going to be done. Everybody thought his hamstring wasn't going to live up to, you know, to their standards. The last two years, he's been hurt by hamstrings and hurt all the time. Yeah, right. He's getting with Tom Brady, Alex Guerrero on that TV 12 method. He's going to be right. Uh, Chris Godwin's going to slowly come back. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and uh, Julio Jones. That's just wild. And I feel like that's going to be unstoppable. So, you guys better hope, y'all better hope our defense is bad. But I think that's going to be even better as well. Akeem Hicks on that line, uh, Logan Ryan, Keanu Neal out there adding to our secondary that was had little holes in it with the departure of um, some of our safeties. Um, our corners are coming back for another year. Hopefully they're going to do good. Sean Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis signed back. Linebackers are back in full effect. Devon, uh, Devin White and Levante David. I almost put their names together, Devante. And then the uh, D-line, Logan Hall, fresh, man, young rookie. Uh, uh, Joe Tryon, Show Inc. are going to come out there and play the JPP and show y'all some things. Uh, Akeem Hicks, like I said, Vita Vea. Uh, Shaq Barrett on the other side. You know what I'm saying? The defense is coming to play this year. You know, they're underrated last year. Our corners were hurt all season. And y'all thought we were susceptible to the pass. And y'all was picking on us. But this year, we'll have y'all right. But anyway, I'm not talking about the Buccaneers right now. I just had thought out in there. But I'm talking about the Cowboys because the Cowboys are in trouble right now, man. They uh, are hurt. They are down at receiver. And if anything, they do need. They do need a receiver after they let uh, Amari Cooper go for a fifth round pick was which was crazy in, in my eyes i don't know why they thought they could uh just roll what they had and then let cedric wilson go and then knowing that michael gallup was hurt too so what were they thinking that cds are gonna catch every pass and just score all the points for y'all and just make shit pop like that i don't think so and james they got james washington i fuck with james washington a lot um not only because his last name is washington because you know i fuck with him coming out of oklahoma state um and the shit that he had uh he was doing especially in madden he's smooth um his catching is smooth not the fastest guy in the world, but I respected him. Um, but he ended up getting hurt, hurting his foot, I believe, or something of that nature. So he is going to take some time to come back. Um, and you got Gallup recovering from a knee. So he's not going to be back right away, which puts them in a crazy position, especially having to play against the uh, Buccaneers week one. <laughs> That's a nutty position to have to be in because we're coming for blood again. Uh, we got embarrassed by the Rams last year in the playoffs when we should have came back and won. And that should have been us going back to back. And that's the kind of animus we playing with this year. And if you ain't got, if you ain't at full strength, I know Dak got something to prove and so does Zeke and everybody, but you know what I'm saying? We come into play, we got some shit to do. So I don't know if the Cowboys fans are thinking they're actually going to win or if they're just accepting 0-1 so far. I know Skip Bayless is, but who knows? Skip Bayless is hella wishy-washy, but um, I'm just, if you notice, I'm going I'm to shout out the teams, all my friends, just so I can let y'all know what's happening with y'all. Um, and y'all my biggest uh, competition. So, you know what I'm saying? My biggest rivals, Rams, Cowboys, 49ers, um, Raiders. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to talk about y'all a little bit. I'm going to talk about y'all a little bit. Um, let's move on to the Cowboys. I mean, the 49ers. Um, Trey Lance is up. Um, they're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Debo Samuel, Samuel signed a contract, three-year contract. Um, I think he got $53 million guaranteed. Um Pretty good chump of change. Uh, it's not a chump change. It's like in the $90 million range, I think, for the three years. Something crazy like that. Um, 
I'm not too sure exactly the numbers, but he's up there. Um, and he's able to get paid again after he turns about 29 or maybe 30. So it was kind of cool um, that the 49ers were actually able to help him out and set him up. There was a little contract dispute going on with them, and he was kind of holding out, and everybody thought he was going to hold out, wanted to trade and shit like that because they weren't trying to pay him the money that he felt he deserved being a wide receiver and a running back. But, yeah, they gave him his money now, and he's ready to ball, and I'm hoping that he does ball because it's cool It's cool to see him out there balling the way he plays. I really like the way he plays. Um, I like Brandon Ayuk, too, and to see them, too, with uh, Trey Lance out there. And their running game, you already know the running game is good with that O-line and uh, George Kittle out there. So it's going to be some shit. We're going to see what the 49ers can do, what Trey Lance can do, because it's been highly anticipated. And they're saying that Ayuk looks good in camp. Of course, Debo is going to be out there ready to play now. I don't know who they opened up against, but I'm going to that game on December 15th against the Bucks when Tom Brady comes back to the base. So I hope you are ready because we come and giving out L's. Um, next team, we talk about these freaking Saints. I just saw a projection projection excuse me that they're gonna go 11 and 6 my ass you know what i'm saying james winston i fuck with you we drafted you i fuck with you i followed your career for a long time now but man if they think that this man's gonna come back they do got receivers mind you chris olave uh jarvis landry michael thomas is coming back um running backs alvin Kamara looks like he's not gonna be suspended because his case is getting delayed a while um so he might be able to play the whole season before he actually gets suspended for the shit that happened with him in uh, las vegas um, but ultimately, I don't think that they're going to be able to um, go 11 and 6. I don't know. It sounds good, but I don't know. Give me one second here. I'm going to do, let's do a commercial break because I know they're going to start scratching at this door and Curry's going to make me crazy. If y'all know Curry, she likes to annoy me during these podcasts. And yeah, I'm going to get her up out of here. But get you some water because I know I need to give me some water. My, you see my bottom lip right now? It's getting dry. But <laughs> get you some water. Come back. It's the best of bias podcast. It's the boy like Del Nero. Finish up with some uh, of these teams. I'm going to do some predictions, talk about fantasy. Then I'm going to get y'all up out of here. It's the best of bias podcast. It's Friday. Let's party, baby. I'll be back. And we back. I'm sorry, y'all. It's like every time I get in the zone, like I get distracted by these little ones. You know what I'm saying? If you dog owners, you know how it is, especially if you have a podcast. It's like finding the time to pod where you, where you ain't got to be attentive to these little things, these little motherfuckers. I love them. I don't call them little things, but man, let me pie, bro. I'm trying to talk to the people and they're always trying to take me off my. Okay, I don't, let me calm down and get back to it, man. Anyways, I was talking about this goddamn Saints. Um, I don't know. And they beat us the last three games. Um, we haven't beat them in a while. Um, I think, yeah, last season we beat – they beat us in the regular season. Yeah, all the regular season matchups the last couple of years, they beat us. So we beat them in the playoffs, which was dope. But, yeah, we need to get some dubs this year. And for the fact that they think that those Saints are going to go 11-6 and compete with us for the fucking NFC South is crazy to me. Get that off your minds because it's not happening, first and foremost. We're about to run through them. Uh, respect to Marcus Mariota, but we're about to run through them motherfucking Falcons. And then uh, Panthers, I don't know what they got going on, but Baker Mayfield, we're about to run through y'all too. So I'm not going to say we're going to go undefeated in our in our division, but I hope we beat the goddamn Saints twice and they don't beat us because I don't want to hear their mouths. I don't want to hear they faints, uh, the fans' mouth. They be in our community on Bleacher Report talking shit. Y'all stay where y'all at, bro. Because we don't, I ain't fucking with y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather lose to the Cowboys than lose to the Saints, man. 
You know what I'm saying? Week one. I'd rather lose week one to the Cowboys than lose to the Saints again. The Rams, we got to beat y'all too, bro. Uh, I heard that uh, Matthew Stafford had a hurt elbow. You know what I'm saying? What are you doing with that? Why is elbow hurting? Why is y'all fronting? Is y'all trying to hide from the pressure of going back to back and try to use that excuse that Matthew Stafford's arm is hurt so you ain't got that pressure on you all season? Is that what you're doing? Because we coming for y'all. You think Allen Robinson is going to be an addition that is actually going to do something? Allen Robinson, I mean, I fucks with him, but him and Cooper Cup, y'all need some speed. Van Jefferson got hurt. He had a knee procedure. I don't know when he's going to be ready. I know you got Tutu Atwell, some other fast-ass people out there. I don't know at any point in time y'all can sign somebody else super fast or whatever. But damn, and, and y'all defense, y'all right, bro. I know y'all got y'all got uh, Aaron Donald out there, and Jalen Ramsey's coming off surgery too. So why everybody just automatically think that he's gonna be a hundred percent and just back on Jalen Ramsey game after having soldier 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 surgery, soldier so I'm sure <laughs> soldier. Fuck it, just surgery. Fuck it, surgery. Um, yeah, and uh, I don't know, man. It's still, I still feel like they did get Bobby Wagner though. That's gonna be different. I keep forgetting about that shit. Why is that flying under the radar? I ain't heard about Bobby Wagner, <laughs> but they do got Bobby. got Bobby Wagner. Um, but they lost uh, Vod Miller. Um, shoot, him signing to Buffalo is crazy. Um, a lot of prediction I've seen the uh, Buffalo Bills and Buccaneers Super Bowl with the Buffalo Bills winning. That's disrespectful, first and foremost. And I feel like uh, whoever predicts that needs to be slapped in their teeth. Not in their mouth, because that's a little disrespectful. Slapping your teeth, it might not hurt as much. It'd be kind of weird, but just slap them niggas in the teeth. Um, but yeah, um, I don't really want to go too far about my predictions, but I said I'll tell you mine. I do feel like the Buccaneers are going to have a good season, but i tell you who I'm scared of in the playoffs. I don't want to play the, the Green Bay Packers because I know they're waiting to get their revenge on us. I know that for a fact, and I don't really want to play uh, the Rams, but I do want to play the Rams and watch them get beat by somebody else in the playoffs as we get a bye as a number one seed. I would love to see that because we should have got the number one seed last year, but we tied with the Green Bay and do the tiebreakers and all that other bullshit that they won. They were able to get the number one seed and get the bye, but they still lost like some idiots to the 49ers. Didn't even score a touchdown, you dummies. Um, but you know what I'm saying? I, I do. I just want to see a good, a, a good season. Not with uh, not a bunch of injuries, and it'd be a good fantasy football season because I know, I know they're ready. I know the best of bias invitational league 2022 is ready. I know y'all are. Um, y'all mad that I won last year? I know it. I know it. I'm sorry. I had to do it to y'all, man. I'm too good at this fantasy stuff. My drafting is supreme. I I do studying. I I start really really early. Um, doing my research. I follow these players on Madden. I watch these TV shows all day. Um, so I think I'm pretty, pretty well versed in the fantasy football, um, you know, realm. So if y'all want it, y'all coming back. Uh, I ain't gonna call out all y'all names because y'all know who y'all are this year. Yancey, Dijon, John, Damon, Derek, Tay, John, well, Deshaun. A lot of these names are kind of right, man. That's kind of crazy. Jeremy. Kyle, Sean, what's up? Y'all know what's up. Come get this trophy. I got trophies coming. 
um, the draft parties on the 27th, you know what I'm saying? Be there. If y'all listening to this, be there. Because if you're not there, you already know what's happening. You can't get that number one pick. I'm sorry, Damo. I know you're going to be busy and not be able to make it on the 27th. But you're forfeiting that number one pick by not being able to be there in person. I need everybody there. We need to do this draft. Because last time we tried to do a live draft and we didn't have people there. They are messing up the timer. And some people were slept through it. And we had to pick for them. And the person that we picked for ended up winning. And that's just bullshit. So, yeah, we try to get everybody here this year, have a little party, do a little crazy. Um, vote on the rules as a as a group on the spot. So there's no confusion this year. Um, pick people, you know what I'm saying? Got everything going. Got John, young Johnny Mack getting the trophy for last place from last season. Get to take that home with him when he comes through. Um, the winner don't get a trophy. You just get some money. It's $50 buy-in this year. Like I said, I know everybody out there probably doing the million, six trillion dollar buy-ins and talking big money. But us, we keeping it casual, keeping everybody coming back with the 50. Every year we go up a little. Um, and, it, and, you know, it comes to me and all that. But uh, it's just motivation for everybody kind of get together and kind of get in a group chat and chat it up, watch football together, talk mess about our teams and shit like that, as well as win a little money. Um, we're trying to do side bets and we're trying to also get a weekly DraftKings thing going. So uh, whoever gets the best uh, record there, um, shout out Mike. Um, I was able to get in his group last year. They would have competitions with about 10 to 12 people. And it was like, a, I don't know how much a buy-in might've been five, three to $5 buy-in. Um, and you get to pick a roster. You know how DraftKings does it. You pick, um, you have like $50,000 by, by the player's reputation and predictions, their price of player goes up. You have to build a team with like $50,000 and the people with the best roster to get the most points at the end, first, second, and third place wins money, um, based on the pot and the most, the more people that are entered in there. So with the league on top of being able to win money by winning the championship, I want, uh, everybody in the league to be able to win some side money weekly doing that too. So a lot of shit going down and everybody's going to be losing in beer pong. So it's a lot of shit going to be going down that weekend. Football starts, uh, you know, opening day is September 11th. So, it's coming. It's around the corner. We'll get these preseason games out of the way, do some obs uh, observations, um, seeing, you know, do your last minute research and get ready to play because Best of Bias Invitational 2022 is right around the corner, man. We got like two or three weeks to maybe, yeah, it's about to be Friday. So about three weeks now to get your shit together. I don't want to hear no excuses, no complaining this year. You already know what's going on. If you lose your money, you, ass on you. Be a better fantasy football player. Prepare like the, you know, like the gurus out here. You know what I'm saying? But I can't really call myself a guru because I just play like regular snake uh, PPR. I know people out there playing that best ball, dynasty league, uh, keepers league, all that kind of shit. I will get in there eventually, but this is my gambling. Um, a lot, I, got, I know there's a lot of gamblers out there, but this is what I do in my gambling times. So, you know, fancy football. Basketball is nuts, but I do, I, I do the football and buy pops and so much. Speaking of merch, um, do I got any more topics here? Nah. Oh, yeah, I do got something. Uh, hope y'all listen to that Beyonce album. You know what I'm saying? It's not my taste. Um, I wasn't going to get into a review for y'all, but I ain't got really much to say about it, man. I listened to a couple of songs. There's some some bangers on there I know the ladies is going to like in the club. You know, they're going to drop it a couple of times. But the other shit they're going to play in the club, the club actually, club music, you know, house music, I don't know. It's not really my vibe, not my vibes, but I'm sure it's doing for who it was meant for what it's doing. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? But shout out Beyonce. Shout out uh, all our great artists out there putting in work, though. All their, you know, 
albums may not be for everybody. You still got to respect to give them their flowers while they're here. Um, because, you know what I'm saying? We always wait people die or pass away or something bad happens to them to give them their flowers. You know what I'm saying? Let's give, them her, give her her flowers. Now, I know Beyonce don't need no more flowers, but, you know, even if you ain't fucking with the album, I'm still going to shout it out. You know what I'm saying? Go get that Renaissance out now. I still shout out, shout out Brim Fires. Uh, K Camp just came out. Um, we got a bunch of music coming out this weekend. Um, go watch Note, man. Shoot. Ultimately. <laughs> um, I'm at the point where I'm at the end of the episode where I like to let you guys know where to find me at. It's SAC underscore Lydale. Of course. That's where you find me at on Instagram. Patrick underscore Lydale on the Snapchat. I think it's underscore Lydale. Um, best of bias, YouTube. Looks up, man. We out there all day. Um, the Instagram as well. I'll give you guys updates all week, every day. Just kind of let you guys know what I may be talking about and just kind of letting you guys know some information before we actually get on the pod because the information don't stop and I still want y'all to have it. You know what I mean? So check out the Instagram, check out the YouTube. We had 91 videos now, 91 videos. So check us out, man. We've been working. Um, you know, we ain't got a million thousand kajillion views and all the, all the videos, but we put it there for the people that actually do support us and do want to go and watch our videos are interested in the visual version of the pod. You know what I'm saying? And actually, give us a shot, man. I mean, not everybody out here is super supportive. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that you guys aren't that are listening now. I'm just saying in the world today, it's kind of hard to find some real supporters. You know what I'm saying? So once I garner those supporters and get those, I, I like to, you know, fulfill and, and provide for them and just make sure that their need for content, their need to hear from us and their need to hear about current events is just fulfilled. So keep coming back, keep listening. I respect and I'm very, very happy for all the listeners and everybody who is down buying merch. Uh, I'm supporting the best of bias. You know what I'm saying? You guys see the merch in the back. You guys see it on my head. You know what I'm saying? The shirts here. I know you probably couldn't see it with the mic in the way, but I got the electric tee on today. I show you all that shit on Instagram and on uh, all the all the platforms. Uh, if you follow me, Patrick, uh, you know what I'm saying? Lydell out here. If you follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, or any of that shit, you'll see all the merch. I wear it all day. It's pretty much all I wear now. Um, you may see some uh, BBC stuff on me, but mostly it's that Best of Bias merch. You know what I'm saying? Don't let me get out here and start making shoes. <laughs> I'm just playing. But you never know. Um, but yeah. Uh, plenty more content to come. I think we're getting our uh, AKA out here in studio for a live episode. So what? Not only did he come back last week, we about to have him in studio. We got to have live content. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, man, just announced tickets went on sale today. Um, LA Comic-Con Best of Bias podcast will be in the building. Uh, we will be getting some content from there, talking to you guys about some of the shit that we did see, some of the announcements we did here. Probably gonna get some Funko Pop signed. I know the voice actor for um, SpongeBob is gonna be there. I know uh, Kimberly, the Pink Ranger, is gonna be there. I didn't get her um, Funko Pop. I should have uh, bid on that shit on whatnot so I can get that shit signed by her. But um, we're gonna be out there. Me and Damo. Um, shout out Damo. Um, we haven't linked up for any vids or any content uh, recently either. So he's going to actually be out here and uh, maybe make his first appearance on the podcast and be out there at Comic-Con LA, December 2nd through 4th. So if you want to join, you want to go, um, tickets are on sale now. I don't know if they're going to sell out because I know how San Diego Comic-Con is. Um, this is my first actual event. So um, if you want to join us there, July or excuse me, December 2nd through 4th, and that's what we're going to be doing, man. Chopping it up. It's going to be all love, checking out some booths, probably buying some pops, 
um, checking out other podcasts and just repping there. You'll see if you, you know, you'll see the shirt, you'll see the hat out there. If you see me say what's up, you know, it's all love. It's all good. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for you, man. Um, again, go run up the merch, hit me up on the Instagram. If you need any, hit me up on the YouTube, um, subscribe, like, share, and comment under You can get some merch on there too. Hit me up under in the comments. If you need some, hit me up. Um, I'll direct you guys where to go and get it. Um, website's going to be up really soon. So you guys can access it way easier. So you don't have to go through the social media channels, but Ooh, it, it'll come soon. Also, I'm looking for social media managers, um, some producers as well, man, everything uh, for the best of bias family, some illustrators. Um, we already got, uh, you know, Arts by Jackson out there holding it down for the best of bias family, uh, giving us all the merch you see here, all the designs. Uh, anyway, it's not the merch itself, but the designs and the drawings for the merch, that's all him hand drawn. You know what I'm saying? Um, thank you to him. And again, I always like to uh, shout out Dank Reynolds as well for the theme song. I like to thank, uh, shout out to people that helped me. But I'm still looking for people to expand the family, you know what I'm saying, to, um, you know, get this thing off the ground. So you don't have to see just me as much, um, you know. So I know AK is already heavily involved, but it's just mostly me and him. Um, but everybody, you listeners too, you're involved. You're part of the family as well. You listening and spreading the word is helping, helping a whole bunch. But yeah. If anybody is interested in that, maybe you can throw it on your resume or something after we start to get popping a little bit, you put a little change in your pocket or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's holla at me. Um, but all in all, it's the best of pie, best of pious, the best of bias podcast. Um, it's light out and narrow, and I've run out of topics. Stay away from that pink sauce, man. Support black business, but I don't know if it's good for your stomach, man. And, and I've had some, I won't go into it. <laughs> but where my theme song at? It's right here. All right, then, y'all. It's the best, uh, best of bias. You need the earful. You should try us. From pop culture to the movies to Unitas. It's the best, uh, best of bias. Uh, the best of bias. Yeah.